listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 24th of November 2022. Later, another six-month high for the Australian share market. But first, let's go to mobile, internet and phone providers because the telecommunications industry ombudsman says there has been an 8.6% fall in telco complaints in the September quarter, but more concerns about cyber security. For more, I spoke with Ombudsman Cynthia Gaybird. Cynthia, how would you describe the level of complaints this quarter and what do you think it's a sign of? Look, the level of complaints have continued to drop and, you know, it's a sign of the industry really starting to get on top of customers' concerns and better meet their expectations, which is a great outcome. Mobile, though, is the most complained about service. Why? Um, mobile continues to drive complaints to our office. And, you know, it's become so fundamental or so essential to everything we do. You know, we're using our mobile more and more for work, for telehealth, for multi-factor authentication. So customers have expectations that it's going to work for them. It's going to work when they want it to work. Um, and they're going to be able to rely on it irrespective of where they are. Your report looks through a lot of data. There's a lot of information in there. So, you know, looking through all of that, any concerns coming out of it? Um, one of the things we are still concerned about is we are still seeing unfair sales practices. And, you know, some telco products and services are quite complex. People might go into a shop or be speaking to someone on the phone thinking they know what they want, and then they find themselves a bit overwhelmed or baffled by all the information being thrown at them. So we're really encouraging industry to spend the time to understand what customers need, what customers want, and not overwhelm them with things they think they want that may actually not meet their needs or expectations. There was one particular telco that's been in the headlines of late. That's Optus. Has the Optus data breach been reflected in this result at all? Yeah, the the Optus data breach hit in um, the last week of this quarter, so um, has had definitely had an impact on our, our case volumes, and we did see privacy complaints kick into the top five complaints for the first time ever. Customers are frustrated and understandably quite anxious and upset that their personal and private information has been made available out um, to to some people, apparently. Um, but, you know, the breach of, of people's trust and confidence that when they provide data that it will be kept safe and secure is an understandable source of stress for consumers, and they're coming to us about it. What's your role in, in cybersecurity and, in particular, resolving these cyber issues with Optus and customers? Look, our primary role is to help individual consumers get their complaints resolved. So making sure that they're getting in contact with Optus and can get on top of their complaints. Um, more broadly, though, if we see an opportunity for industry to, to lift their standards, double check that they're securely handling people's information, that they have trust, that consumers can have trust and confidence um, that their information is handled securely. So we're encouraging industry to check all their processes and systems, learn from um, the Optus issue and actually try and prevent complaints happening in the first place. But if we do have complaints, we'll obviously look to try and reach a fair and reasonable outcome for each individual consumer and provide, if we are concerned, provide information to um, regulators to investigate further. And just finally, overall, what should consumers do if they do have an issue with their telco provider and it's not resolved? What are the next steps? 
Yep, always, um, Ricardo, always raise it directly with your provider in first instance. But if you can't get it resolved, contact my office. Um, our email, sorry, our website is tio.com.au. Our phone number, 1800 Um, We will then get you in contact with the complaints team. So try and get it resolved directly. But otherwise, we'll investigate the complaint and try and come up with a fair and reasonable outcome for you. Cynthia Gabert there, the telecommunications industry ombudsman. Now to the Australian share market, which rose to another six-month high. The S&P ASX 200 up by 0.1%, 7,241. Don't forget the market in the US. We closed overnight for the Thanksgiving public holiday. For more, I spoke earlier with Gemma Dale. She's an analyst at NAB Trade. Gemma, what's driving the market today? Looks a bit relatively quiet on the market today. We know it's always a quiet trading week because there's Thanksgiving in the US and so there's not quite the same amount of news driving things. We had relatively positive leads from Wall Street. Materials are up about 1%, uh, so they're performing relatively strongly. Financials are flat. Energy's down a bit because the oil price is off, but it's not a huge amount of movement at the moment. It's all pretty quiet. Gemma, also the US Federal Reserve overnight said that there may be a slower pace of rate rises soon and that that may be appropriate. The Bank of Korea today reverted to smaller rate rises, although yesterday the bank, uh, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, went pretty hard, lifting by a record 75 basis points. So overall, is the tide shifting when it comes to interest rates? What's the market really thinking? Look, there has been this desperate hope for a pivot for some time now. That sort of term entered the vernacular a few months ago, and there's been this desperate hope that there would be a pullback in the size of rate rises and where they would peak eventually. So there's this real hope that maybe we don't have to go as aggressively for as long as maybe was the fear a little bit earlier in the year. Now, it feels like a lot of that has been priced in already because the market didn't respond particularly enthusiastically. It wasn't like there was a dramatic turnaround when those minutes of the FOMC meeting were released. It was 75 basis points in New Zealand yesterday, and they've been very aggressive already. This is not exactly their first move. So there are strong increases around the world still occurring. I think it's quite clear from those minutes, yes, there is the possibility that it's appropriate to slow. But the minutes also pointed out that many of the members had been quite shocked, frankly, by how persistent inflation was and how much it has stayed high. So it's good news, but investors are still hopeful rather than confident, if that makes sense. And they're still pricing in a 50 basis point increase at the next meeting. The big economic event, Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sales, all happening this weekend. Mm -hmm. We know that Australians are spending like ever before. The latest retail sales numbers from the Bureau from a a few weeks back for September showed uh, record sales, $35.1 billion. So I guess the question is, will will this kind of activity continue? We heard from some retailers, uh, listed retailers on the market today. What are they saying and how does this all reflect consumer sentiment? Yes, it's such an interesting one. So the first thing to point out is that consumer sentiment is terrible. Consumers are feeling really bad. The sentiment levels that we're recording, most recently reported, are very similar to GFC levels and also to deep COVID levels. So the consumer feels not great. 
That said, as you pointed out, they're spending a lot. The question is, are they spending more because prices are higher or are they buying more in general? And it's hard to pick through the data and see exactly what it is. It's probably a combination of both of those factors. So we had Nick Scarly out today saying they'd had an extraordinary period relative to the comparative period last year, up 74%. That sales revenue, but you have to remember that the comparative period last year was effectively lockdown for half the country. So when you are a furniture retailer and people have to go into your store, it wasn't a great period to compare to. You look really good now. They didn't give any forward guidance. You've got Harvey Norman saying things are going pretty well, so they're quite positive on how their sales are going. And Kogan, their sales revenue is up. It's sort of looking okay. Their big issue has been inventory, trying to run that down because they've been holding on to so much stock they couldn't sell. Share price was up 10% because it looks like they're getting a handle on that. So really mixed messages from the retailers. They seem to be feeling okay. We know from NAB's business uh, sentiment survey that businesses are also not feeling great, but conditions are really good. So broadly speaking, you would hope that we'll get through this period and everyone will do quite well, but they're not feeling good about it. Finally, AGL Energy closing out a power station early. This one's in South Australia. Uh, What's this all about? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's worth noting that South Australia has been very much on the front foot in terms of the uptake of renewables, and it has made some of the power stations, certainly in South Australia, less viable. Uh, AGL's pointed out it's going to have no material impact at all on profit, either in the current period or going forward. So they don't have any particular concern. It's just less viable now because of that significant uptake of renewables in that particular state. Gemma Dale there from NABTRAPE. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. (laughs) 